You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride, take a cab, find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Sarrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lagging, baby? What's crack a lagging? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. President Trump is flying to Texas amid controversy over his interactions with a foreign leader. Before leaving the White House, he told reporters that the phone call in question with Ukraine's president was warm and friendly. and He said he would have no problem with personal lawyer Rudy Giuliani appearing before Congress. Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden is calling for an investigation over reports that President Trump pressed Ukraine to investigate Biden's son. Another day of protests in Hong Kong. The protests turned violent when mass demonstrators gathered at a shopping mall. The BBC's Stephen McDonald was there. It started as a peaceful sit-in, with protesters chanting and singing inside Sha Tin shopping center, calling for democratic reforms in Hong Kong. Then hardline activists targeted the connecting train station. They accused the MTR operator of colluding with the authorities. Hundreds of riot police responded and activists ran into the streets where they faced tear gas and rubber bullets. With riot teams charging in to make as many arrests as possible, protesters fled. Hundreds of young people gathered at the United Nations in New York this weekend. NPR's Myona Wynott reports that activists are demanding that governments act on climate change. The Special Youth Climate Summit featured speakers like Fijian climate activist Komal Karishma Kumar. Kumar says people from island nations like hers are especially at risk. 
she issued a warning to leaders who refuse to act swiftly against climate change. We will hold you accountable. And if you do not, remember, we will mobilize to vote you out. The summit comes on the heels of Friday's global climate strike. Hundreds of thousands of students around the world cut class to demand action from their governments. The strike was led by Greta Thunberg, the teenage Swedish activist who started the climate strike movement over a year ago. More demonstrations are planned for the coming week. Myla Ina, NPR News. Ohio now, where some of the 48,000 striking GM auto workers are pulling double duty this weekend. ML Schultze reports they're picketing at their own plants and driving hundreds of miles to join protesters at the gates of a shuttered plant in Ohio. Russ Pankers was among the thousand auto workers who accepted transfers when GM decided to close its assembly plant in Lordstown in March. He moved 160 miles west to Toledo, away from his wife and son. Pinkert returned this weekend to join retirees and other volunteers picketing at the Lordstown gates. Part of the reason we're out on strike is because of what they did to us here at Lordstown. So I, you know, I feel an obligation to come back and help when I can. Others came from Michigan, Missouri, and Kentucky. The UAW is pushing GM to reopen Lordstown. The company is hoping to sell the plant. For NPR News, I'm M.L. Schultze. And you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on the serious side. And I think I've done more than any other first-term president ever. I have a phony witch hunt, which is just a phony pile of stuff. Mueller comes out, there's no collusion, and essentially a ruling. I see you looking there with a little smirk. How many times did you look so innocent into your wife's eye and lie to her about Uh, Lisa? Mr. Chairman, it's outrageous. Well, the uh, the allegations against Congressman Conyers, as we have learned more since uh, Sunday, are serious, disappointing, and very credible. It's very sad. Uh, The brave women who came forward are owed justice. Now to the latest on a Harris County juvenile judge under investigation after he reportedly released nearly all of the children that appeared before him the day after he lost real life. What we have not seen before, in our recent public life at least, blatantly, repeatedly, baldly, shamelessly lying. Making stuff up. The president said he passed a middle class tax cut before the next election. Congress isn't even in session. He just makes it up. Welcome to the serious side of the Jay Wilde Show with Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Wilde. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is September 22nd, 2019, and you're tuned to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Like the man said, I'm J. Rouse, and first of all, let me say thank you so much for spending a portion of your Sunday, and I'm the host of the serious side. But as always, I've never shared a stage by myself. Let me introduce you to some of the very best in the business. First up, she's my big sis, lover of the pieces. She also brings that just neighborly southern twang to the show. Here's an avid MSNBC and 
CNN watcher, the one and only Miss Vanessa Maybelli from the McAnally. Good morning, Vanessa. Welcome in. How are you, ma'am? Good morning, sweet love. Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? Glad to be here. Glad I didn't have to swim my way through anything, Jay. I hope you was okay over there because it got pretty <laughs> ugly here in Houston, Texas. I'm trying to tell y'all. Yeah, it did. It was the old Flavor Flav. When you say ugly, I think of Flavor Flav. It got Flavor Flav up in Houston, Texas. Good gracious, it was crazy. I don't know what. Glad you're okay. And prayers, thoughts and prayers to those people who were affected, folks who had just gotten past the last um, uh, tropical event. Now they had to deal with this again. Wow, just unfortunate. Wow, just have to move. I don't know what else to say. But thank you so much for being here. All right, the man who I call the educated brother, the man who brings knowledge, wisdom, and when I tell you just straight-up prestige to this panel, let me introduce him to you. You know who he is by now. Let me say good morning to the one and only Mr. Johnny D, my little brother. What's going on, man? How are you? Welcome into the serious side. I am doing fine, and as as I oftentimes have to do, Jay, after you have, have elevated me into the clouds, I just have to bring myself down. <laughs> oh, stop. Certainly, 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 certainly. <laughs> you are far too kind, but it is it is wonderful being here. Certainly, I have you and Miss Vanessa in my prayers and those in the Houston area, and continuously praying for those in the Bahamas and those er- in those uh, areas that were affected by. Hurricane Dorian. Uh, but again, looking Thank forward you. to the show. A lot to talk about. Uh, Les, uh, welcome back. Uh, Jerome, looking forward to hearing your commentary. Ms. Vanessa, it's always a pleasure uh, sharing the stage with you. And, and thanks to the, 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 the listening audience who allows us an opportunity to come into their home. So I am blessed. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We're going to definitely talk about an initial initiative a little later on, some ideas that we're kicking around to help people in the Bahamas. And we can definitely reach out to you, the listeners, for help on that as well. So we'll talk about that coming up in the third set. Or, you know, when we go through our process before the third set, we'll bring it in. He mentioned the man, and he's back in the house. Uh, you know, look, he's the man that really runs everything around here. We call him the B-O-S-S. The one and only Mr. L to the E to the S gets the first and last word on the serious side. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, guys. Jay, I thank God that you and Vanessa are well. You know, you guys are in my prayers. My niece who lives there, she's here with us now because she was out of town and can't get back. So, wow. Good morning to you too, Hoff. Wow. You know, this, this brother, man, is just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, I don't yeah, it was a very harrowing experience. Maybe if we have time, I'll tell that story. My interactions with that thing, it wasn't fun, that's for sure. The number is 347 You heard the lovely voice of Mr. LES, which means the chat room should be open so you can participate. There will be a chat box this weekend. But you know how it works. If Mr. LES is not here, then I really can't monitor it. And, you know, it's, we got to be fair to the peeps. Mr. Jerome Esprit, who I call the smartest man in the world, uh, usually joins us after his commitment of Clear Channel Radio. But until then, we hold it down. Once again, the number is 347 You know, we do this once a month. It's called the Sunday Morning Roundtable, where we 
let our guys at the table and gals uh, give us something that they want to talk about this morning. And so, as always, Mr. Elias, first and last word, which means he gets the first topic of the day. Mr. Elias, what are we going to talk about for the remaining time in this Good segment? Good morning, man. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning. <laughs> um, uh, hey, it, it, it's so much out there, man, but I, let's is. talk about the whistleblower. <laughs> you know, this 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 one, wow, is it, unbelievable, man. This this whole regime of just blocking, they don't even follow protocol. They're breaking protocol. I mean, anytime you turn something over and the guys are, uh, you know, telling you that the president is doing something wrong, he's a whistleblower. Fine and dandy, but damn, follow protocol. Can you at least follow protocol? They don't follow any protocol. They go straight to the president and say, hey, this is what's going on. And he'll say, well, I knew nothing about it. Then Rudy Giuliani would come on and say something stupid and say something to the effect of, well, we never talked to him. Well, yeah, I did talk to him. And it, it, it's like within the same sentence. I mean, where are we going to go? Where, where, these, where these people going to let and realize that they're not following protocol and people will stop backing this president? It, it's unbelievable that we are going through this right now where – they will not let let anybody say anything bad about this president. It's like a, it's like it's a monarch. It's unbelievable, it, and, it, and it just rubs me the wrong way every time I think about it. And you know, and this guy has never been my president. He never will be. Well, Mr. Elias is referring to obviously the news of the week that uh, there was a whistleblower who uh, overheard or read a transcript. We're not really sure how the whistleblower got the information, but the whistleblower felt that what he or she heard uh, from a telephone conversation that President Trump had with the newly elected Ukraine uh, uh, president was so alarming that this person follow protocol. Now, most of us who work in corporate America, or even if you work anywhere, usually you have a program in place where people can, you know, if they hear something, you know, they report it. Say, hear something, see, you know, hey, you know, usually hear, hear something, say something. So, what's supposed to happen is you file this process, and, you know, you're supposed to be anonymous, no one's supposed to know who you are. Apparently, someone in the intelligence committee, I mean, in the intelligence community, heard uh, this guy have a, an inappropriate conversation with that president. And basically, what he was saying was, hey, you need to find dirt on Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Now, listen, now, if you go back and kind of look at some of the information that's going on with that, uh, there is a legitimate concern there. There's no doubt about it. But there are parts of that story that they're going to leave out, and we're going to definitely try to touch base with it. But but you're right, Mr. Elias, it's crazy. And then they have Rudy Giuliani go on CNN. You know, I guess someone shook his coffin and he woke up, and he goes on CNN it makes a complete ass out of himself. And the first thing I thought of when they showed the clip of this guy being on CNN uh, with Como, I said, I wonder if Vanessa was watching that whole episode live. <clears throat> because it is hilarious that they yes, send this guy out, and he goes out, and he's supposed to be a surrogate of the president. And, and it looks like, yeah, it was like the moment from A Few Good Men. Did you order the cold red? You damn right I did. It was it was hilarious when you watched this back and forth. And, and, and look, I love Cuomo. Cuomo broke it down. 
I mean, I love the way his his facial expressions. Matter of fact, take what if you haven't heard the clip, let's listen to the clip, and uh, and we'll talk on the other side. But good Jimmy D. Cricket, you people that support this fool. Former Mayor Rudy Giuliani, good to have you on the show. I'm glad I'm on tonight because what you just said is totally erroneous. It is sad to watch what happened to you. It's sad. Sad what talks what happened to me. I'm a sellout. You are a sellout. You are telling me that I'm a sellout. You are standing up for two systems of justice. Oh, I'm standing up for two systems of justice. You're just repeating spin. The prosecutor. But but you don't, right? You're not spinning anything. Go ahead. I'm not spinning a damn thing. You asked the Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden. No, actually, I did tell so you did ask Ukraine to look into Joe Biden. Of course I did. Yeah, look, you should have your hand on your face. You know why? This is all a distraction from what I asked you. For no, it isn't a distraction, place, Chris. What you just said is totally is wrong. Question. Let's talk like lawyers for a minute. All right, good. Then respect the this crime lawyer of asking you. Hold on. No, I don't want to hear crime Rudy, of bribery. Rudy, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. Right I now. taught law. You're going to listen. Anybody? You want to say I won't cover it because I'm like this, right? You say, oh, um, man, when I when I now you won't give me the proof. I'm not going to give you proof like the stupid New York Times story the other day. Now, listen. If did you cover that? If how the Times really screwed up the other day? Listen, if the did you cover it? If the complaint had come out, you don't answer that. Well, I'm trying to get a question out. Will you finally answer my question now that we're 12 minutes well, in? Well, do, do we really believe we really believe he didn't know his son was under why investigation? Why won't you answer the question? What What's is the, the question? question? What's the question? Thank you. If you don't want to hear from me, just cut me off. No, I will the, never the cut you off. The fact is, you're blinded. You're blinded you by your prejudice and your network is a creature of the Democratic okay. National Committee. I think your network is I know I, heard I think your network is a horror. I'm not all personally face insulting face you. We can get it out. I am the hell you're not. But that's okay. You. I don't you've know been very insulting. You've been very circumspect. Yeah, and I'm very, very I'm very insulting directly so, to your face. You don't think there's a deep state? Listen. Of course there is. I know. I think there's a little bit of a deep state going on right in this conversation. If Adam Schiff sent me a letter I would just tear it up and throw yeah, it in the Yeah, garbage. yeah, of course. Biden's so, bribery look, in Ukraine. One, one sticking wicked at a time. It's all over the you, internet. You Go said, read it. I'm, all over I the have, Why would I give the enemy the documents? Oh, now you are not. I'm a lawyer, Chris. Oh, I know what I you def- I'm going to fi- finish this sentence. Let me yes. finish, Chris. Let me finish. Wait. The inspector Wait, general. No, I got, I got to cut. You've been talking no, the whole you can't time. Cut me off. Covering it's it up disgusting. so much that I've kept this interview going 28 minutes and let you say it a dozen times. Yeah, and interrupted times. me That's 500 how times. That I am. Have a good night. Well, you sh- you shouldn't have a good night because what you're doing is very bad right, for the country. Rudy, I I gotta go. <laughs> oh my God! What the hell? Wow. Conversation between Rudy and Cuomo in 147 seconds. Vanessa, your thoughts on this nonsense? Wow, this is a circus. I did it. Wow. I did it. So what? I did it. It's not illegal that I did it. It's like, <laughs> why does Trump have him talk for him? I was asleep and Bobby woke me up and rewinded it. He's like, you got to see this. It's like, oh boy. I, you know what? I wouldn't even have that man near me. A long time ago, I thought that he was doing it as a little shiny object. He still is, but he's still crazy. And how are you worried? How are you worried about Joe Biden and what he's doing or his son did? And look at Giuliani, what he's up here telling what Trump did. I don't understand. I don't get that. He didn't tell the Ukraine 
I'm going to hold something back from you if you don't do this for me. And they heard about Joe Biden's son? Y'all got to be kidding me. Lest you always say this, little shiny object. It's just a Mm -hmm. little shiny object for some other stuff he's doing. Like those 146 federal judges that he's put in place that ain't nobody talking about. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. you know, Johnny D. Uh, the thing that's so funny, I, they they were just interviewing the president. You know how he stops before he goes to the helicopters, and he talks about how he's not trying to hurt Joe Biden, but you know, the bottom line is that there's something going on there. And, you know, and you know, Joe Biden said he didn't talk to his son about this. You know, who's going to believe that? Do you really believe he didn't talk to his son? You know, and I was hoping that a reporter would yell out, "Well, wait a minute, let's go back to when you said that when your son met with Russian lawyers that you didn't talk to him." Can you believe that? It's amazing. People should just come at him right then and there when he does nonsense like this. Your thoughts, Johnny? Uh, Just a mockery. I mean, I'm almost at a loss for words uh, in regards to how blatantly in violation in the Constitution that this criminal and treasonous is. Uh, You know, it's you, you go back to 2015 and 2016, and clearly the Mueller report outlines that that this that this crook and this criminal uh, colluded with Russia in regards to rigging what Americans say that we hold to our dearest, which is the right to vote. Okay, that's that's part of the Constitution. That is our civil liberties and and all that we cherish and and, and people have died for, particularly African Americans who have died for the right to vote. So it's a it, it's a sacred uh, thing to be able to elect your officials. Now he does this as candidate Trump, okay, and then he turns right back around two years, three years later, and as America's sitting president, he does it openly and blatantly again, and then you still have those individuals who are out there not holding him accountable, allowing him to shift and twist the narrative, which is something that he doesn't do well, but he's been allowed to get away with it. See, it's so much foolishness that goes on with this criminal here that I think sometimes the reporters probably get tongue-tied and forget some of the things that have happened because tomorrow it'll be something else. He'll shift the narrative. You know, it's kind of the same uh, uh, modus operandi that he utilized with Hillary with Hillary Clinton, telling telling some falsehoods and some lies, and now here it is. You know, every news source and media source says that the conversation that the criminal is saying that Joe Biden had never occurred, okay? Now, everybody, everyone agrees with that, okay? And when you look at Fox News, Fox News does not, does not, not promote the fact that he said this here, but they will spin the story not. but without being condemning, okay? But now they, they, they themselves have not come out and said that, okay, this, this happened. You know, they, they'll, they'll reference the fact that the president said. So he spends 15 to 20 minutes. I saw that, that foolishness after I got out of church this morning, and I'm sitting there looking at his animation and his lack of dignity um, and, the, and the demise of, of, of that office in and of itself by having this individual represent us. And then you look at the big picture, okay? You you look at the fact that who 
in what country it's been in Ukraine's rearview mirror for the last five years? Russia. So now if you get this criminal who reaches out to the Ukrainian president, okay, Zelensky, and he entertains the thought of saying, okay, look, on eight different times the whistleblower says, and there's confirmed reports, okay, so we won't deny that. Uh, he, he, he probably will never release the transcripts, but you, you, you think about the fact that he's reaching out to this President Zelensky and basically intimidating him to a degree, which means, okay, if you do this for me, so what, what, what is the, what's, what's the opposition to that? If I don't help him and he's not going to give me the aid, the United States has been Ukraine's greatest ally since the days of President Obama, Okay. So now you get this guy who picks up the phone on a newly elected president. I think he started, what, April, May is when he when he took the oath. So he is relatively new, yeah. and you get a call from the most powerful office in the world, and he's telling you, look, help me out, quit pro quo, help me out, and I'll help you out. Because in, in essence, what, what, what he's really saying, the subliminal message is that, okay, if you don't look out for me, then you know Russia is on your back door once again. The parallels to Russia, okay? So this guy is a treasonous, he's a liar, he's a criminal, and to try to change the narrative on Joe Biden, and, you know, it, it was it was almost insulting that he called Joe Biden's son a stiff, okay? Now, you know, at the, at the, at the point in time, you know, you, you could have correlated it to the son that, that passed. You know, uh, and that's how I took it. I mean, I just think that he's just that vow to say something to that degree right there. And the shenanigans with Giuliani and, and, and Como, I did not see that, and I'm glad I did because that that Jay, I tell you, that was entertaining. But man, can you just imagine how vile the American political system and process has 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 just decimated? And and then to think that Pelosi. Is doing what she does, huh. and that's a whole different topic um, that I'm sure really? that if someone else doesn't bring up, I'll bring up. Ooh. But uh, just a pause, just a pause. Yes. Uh, you, you know, I tell you what, you know, I wasn't a fan of that at first, uh, but I, I, you know, at, at some point in time, you, you just have to. There's just no way you can continue down this avenue with this nonsense. That's going on. Let's bring in the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit from EspritRadio.net and the man who usually brings you on a need-to-know basis, on a weekly basis right here on the serious side. Jerome, man, good morning. How are you, sir? Jerome? Uh, he's here, I promise. Yes, he is here. There yeah, he is. There good he is. morning, Jerome. How are you, sir? Hey, good morning. I'm good, man. How you doing? <laughs> is that a trick question, or are you trying to be funny, or what are we, what are no, we doing no, here? No. Come on, stop it. <laughs> Salutations, I got it. Just right, listen, another day in this, you huh? know, I figured it just was the same. All is the same. All is the same. Ah, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Jerome, man, listen, help me out here, brother. Help me understand how people continue to listen to this stuff, and this guy continues to lie like a dog. And, I mean, what, Jerome, floor is yours. I don't even know what to ask you, man. I just want to hear you. I just want to hear what you have to say about this nonsense that's been going on here. Ridiculous. 
Well, here, okay. So, just like before, I know I am sounding like a a broken record to some degree, but yes, I th- I think we keep underestimating the fact that this stuff works for them, right? So, no matter what it is that the Trump folks do. We don't ever consider the pathology of the people, not just the people who believe him, but just the people oh. who look at the world from their perspective, right? So even if you look at the Democrats or liberal folks or, or um, progressive folks, they fall for this nonsense. Now, on this program, we have gone through many um, topics and shows where – we laugh at this stuff because it is so outrageous. But you know who ain't laughing a lot of times? White folks. You know why? It's because if you think about this, right, I mean, just look at the news, um, newspaper coverage of what's going on with him um, yelling at, you know, saying whatever about Biden's son and Giuliani lying and stuff. If you go back a year, that's what they were doing about the Mueller stuff. That's what they did about Jared in Saudi Arabia. That's, and, and they just blew it off. But what happens with the Democrats, you guys are absolutely right. What happens with the Democrats is that liberal white folks, like the people on the Democratic side, the Elizabeth Warren folks, the Bernie Sanders folks, they're going to start flipping on, on um, Joe Biden. And eventually that's going to roll over on black folks. I mean, I, I saw news stories talking about and I don't know if it's the Russian folks. I don't know who's making up the story. I don't know if it's Bernie Sanders folks. I don't know. But you see people now talking about Biden should drop out. Now, that's to tell you something, right? Although those guys are deflecting, deflecting, whatever, the Democrats can't stick together to save their doggone neck. Then there's other folks that's like, yeah, you know what? This just proved that he's a flawed candidate. Well, Elizabeth Warren was a Republican before she was a Democrat, right? That stuff ain't come up yet. We know all the stuff with um, Bernie Sanders and his and his issue with dealing with black folks. Anybody say that? But every time that dude focuses on something, we start to doubt ourselves. And the reason I say this is because it is kind of like what I say about the minister a lot. You know, I'm not in that organization at all. But black people hate him, and they don't even know why. And it's just because those folks who don't like him do a good job with propaganda, even if they're lying. So nobody does enough research and nobody knows enough to know that it's not true. They're just like, oh, well, something's wrong and I ain't saying nothing, because we are scared of the repercussions for liking somebody. Colin Kaepernick still don't have a job in the NFL because he kneeled. Not because he got hurt and wasn't able to play. Not because he had some sexual assault and some side children. <laughs> like, nothing. The dude kneeled, and, and they hate him. Do you know how, so I'm saying that to see how strong that is. It is stupid and crazy to us. This stuff is playing someplace. And it's playing amongst the people who we would think would be liberal and um, progressive. People make AOC look like, and Ayanna Presley, and, and Talib, they make them look like they dug on enemies of the state just because they're saying, mm-hmm. we should feed people. 
And they're like, oh, my gosh, they're socialists. Like, we started repeating what they say about them because we get brainwashed into repeating their lies. Like, there is something in our pathology that does not allow to see stuff clearly. So when people lie enough, and these guys are good, the, the, the Republicans are focused. When they start lying, all of them get on the same page and tell the same lie. And they keep lying. Thank you. Yep. And that is people the who truth, are not paying Jerome. To go, that really is the truth. Hey, Jerome, that is hey, really Vanessa. the truth. Yep. They and, all and get, tell the same lie. They all tell the same lie. And people won't even question them. And so then, again, we talked about this. The media does not even follow up with a logical rebuttal to all this nonsense. Oh, you said something about his son, but what about Jared? You still didn't answer stuff about 666. You didn't still... Saudi Arabia is not even an ally of us. We don't have a treaty. We have no agreement. They're nothing to us. And they funded the folks who did the drive one for 9-11. Yes, they did. Now, Iran, Iran was their oil tanker so we might go to war. It's like we're allies with everybody else but them fools, and we want to fight for them? Right, that should be damn obvious, but do, is anybody asking them any questions about that? No, we covering it. Oh, yeah, we got proof that it's Iran. We don't know Jack Squad. It could have been us that did it because we have been manipulated before. We're not even cynical about something like that. We need to check ourselves and how we get media. And I know <laughs> I risk uh, Jay Show getting pulled because of this, but truth don't come out too much. If we get hmm. really cynical about people telling the truth, it should be obvious, and I don't know why it's not. I, it's, uh, I, I don't it, I don't it, it, I really don't. It, it's beyond. I'll oh, go ahead, Johnny. You, you're breaking up. What, what are you saying, sir? And Pete Bassett. I don't understand why the Democrats don't care. You have a little audio issue. Do your damn job. Do your job. Do your job. Oh, now we hear you. Okay, there he is. Well, once he starts yelling, his audio comes in very good. When he's calm, it really doesn't come in very well. Okay, good stuff, Mr. Elias. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. My goodness. All right, in this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know: Justin Trudeau is in trouble, and uh, the blackface continues to haunt folks in America and out of America. <laughs> so we're going to listen to this report. About this guy, and boy, is will he win re-election? Justin Trudeau, my, Justin Trudeau. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. It's time for this week's edition in four minutes or less. Something that you need to know. We, we'll be right back on the other side. Did you order the code red? I did the job. Did you order the code red? You're goddamn right, I did. This is the image first published which has generated the severe controversy involving the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Published by Time magazine back in April 2001, it shows Mr. Trudeau attending an Arabian Nights themed gala 
at a school in Vancouver where he was previously a teacher. Now, this was authenticated by the Liberal Party, Mr. Trudeau's own party, saying that it was indeed Mr. Trudeau in this photo. And using Wayback imagery, that's a way where you can search for archived internet links, we have been able to find a second photo from this same night. Again, you can see Mr. Trudeau wearing dark makeup on his face, his hands and his neck. This one from the Viewpoints newsletter from that school in Vancouver. Now, soon after these images were released, this generated a strong response from a number of people across the political spectrum in Canada, including Elizabeth May from the Greens, saying that she was deeply shocked by the racism shown in the photographs. Jagmeet Singh, himself a practicing Sikh from the New Democratic Party, saying this would have brought back memories for every young person who was mocked for the color of their skin. And indeed, from within the Liberal Party itself, from the Don Valley North Liberals, Mustafa Kamisa saying, as a young brown man in politics, I am profoundly disappointed in Justin Trudeau. Well, on Wednesday night, the Canadian Prime Minister addressed reporters admitting to these offences, saying he was deeply sorry for what he himself called a racist act. He also admitted to a second occasion when he had worn dark face makeup, this at high school. And a second image was then released from the Globe and Mail. That's a newspaper in Canada. Again, you can see this photo from the 1980s, verified by Mr. Trudeau's party. But a third occasion where Mr. Trudeau has been wearing dark face makeup has now been revealed by Global News. They're a Canadian television agency and they have confirmed here, again, authenticated by the Liberal Party, that is Mr. Trudeau wearing dark face makeup on his hands, neck and face. This one taken in the 1990s. Now, Mr. Trudeau had this to say to reporters on Thursday. It is obvious that, that this is something that uh, was deeply regrettable. I am wary of of uh, being definitive about this because the uh, recent pictures that came out I had not remembered. Now, many of the journalists who attended that press conference have criticized Mr. Trudeau for not giving a definitive answer. But Alex, this all comes in the wake of those federal elections in Canada. The campaigning has started last week for Justin Trudeau ahead of those elections in October. This is a severe controversy for, for him. Matthew in the cube there. Thank you very much indeed. Well, let's take a closer look now. We're joined by Jeremy East here from our UNEs Tonight team. Uh, Jeremy, we've heard from Justin Trudeau. How has that explanation helped or, or hindered his campaigning going forward? Well, Alex, really this whole affair couldn't come at a worse time for Justin Trudeau. You know, with Canadians heading to the polls in a month, he's had to deliver two apologies in less than 24 hours. And this entire scandal has thrown the campaign into turmoil. As we heard there, not one, not two, but three instances where Justin Trudeau was caught. Uh, photos emerge of Justin Trudeau wearing this racist makeup from his younger days. And now the prime minister has admitted that he doesn't even remember how many times he wore uh, that makeup. So there's a very legitimate possibility that more of these photos exist. Uh, the prime minister is still on the camp campaign trail, of course, but uh, things have clearly been disrupted in the wake of this news. Uh, the Trudeau team canceled campaign events this morning so that Mr. Trudeau could speak with uh, his candidates, party members to try and explain himself. The Liberal Party is a very diverse party, diverse membership, so a lot of these people on his campaign are probably uh, in, a, in a low morale situation right now. Uh, they're firmly in damage control, and regardless of the multiple apologies that Mr. Trudeau has come out with, uh, his past is going to be thrown under the microscope for the remainder of this campaign. Well, can he turn it around then? I mean, before the Canadians go to the polls. Well, he's looking for a second parliamentary election on Oct uh, second parliamentary majority, I should say, on October the 21st. And while we haven't seen any updated poll numbers since these photos surfaced, uh, this was seen as a very close race. Uh, 
uh, even before these photos did come out. Uh, most polls had Mr. Trudeau's Liberal Party in a dead heat with the opposition Conservatives. But the other thing to keep in mind is that this is not the first scandal he's encountered in 2019. Uh, earlier last month, a parliamentary commissioner found that Trudeau had breached ethics laws and pressured uh, the attorney general to try and intervene in a criminal case against uh, one of the country's largest construction firms. Now, uh, Trudeau's opponents have been using that scandal as ammunition for most of this campaign, but their focus is now going to shift to these photos. And uh, part of the reason for this is that these images really contradict the image that Justin Trudeau has constructed around himself. Uh, at the end of the day, Mr. Trudeau said today that he has no plans stepping down. He's going to continue leading this campaign. So it'll depend on how voters feel about these photos when they go to the polls. Until then, uh, one thing we do know, this campaign just got a lot more challenging for Mr. Trudeau. Back in 347 you listening to the serious side of the J-Rob Show. Tap is right here every Sunday on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio in its best. And it's the Sunday morning roundtable where we ask people from the table to give us the topics they want to talk about. It's always a little bit of a delicate challenge because we had three segments and four panelists. So let's see what we can do to make everybody happy. Let me bring you in, Vanessa. Vanessa, what do you want to talk about here next? Well, let me go back to what you just played, Trudeau. I I was in Canada two years ago. People love okay. him. I mean, I am praying for Canada in the hopes that they don't let this mess. Don't get mad at me, y'all. About what somebody did in high school affect. He wasn't in high what school, Vanessa. Over there in Canada, huh? Well. He wasn't in high school. He did this as late as 2000, was it 11? No, 2001, 2002. Yeah, it's recent. He was, he was 30, you know I think he was like 29 or 30. Uh, I'm not sure if we can. Oh, okay. Sure one of them, one. they did say, because I, I was laughing when I heard them say high school. So he said he don't know how many times he did it. Okay. We all have made mistakes. <laughs> we all have done stuff. If he wore a black face, that has nothing compared to what Trump has said and done for black people. So I'm hoping that the people from Canada can find a little grace and mercy, and that's why we go to church over somebody wearing a black face as a costume or something, because the man does not appear to be racist. And when you go over there, even the black people... They love Canada. They love him. And I just hope that the black people don't fall for the okie dope of pulling back some pictures. I don't care if it was 2002, Jay. That man has got a wonderful place over. I mean, I love Canada. I really do. And so I just hope that they don't mess up. Don't talk to their work than that to black people. And they still voting and loving him. Okay, now. Well. Now that I've got that. Okay. Because I love Canada. I guess my okay. topic well, is. Talk- I, mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. I thought you were done. Go ahead, finish. Well, no, that can be my topic. I don't care. My topic can be well. I'm just talking about that man in Canada, and I hope that he does not lose the election because he put on a Halloween blackface. 
Because I know if we start digging in some folks' past over here, we got a whole bunch of stuff that we can start digging up and talking about. And none of us on this panel is perfect. None of them people in Canada but, is perfect. Well, that man is doing for blacks and whites over there. He is. He is. I'm That's why they go to Canada and get their dedication. Well, but let me ask you this, because I hear Jerome, and I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jerome, if you're going where I think you're going with this. I mean, yeah, there are a lot of things people have done that, uh, you know, maybe when they were younger, maybe they didn't know any better. So should he, because apparently he's ignorant of the plight of African Americans and black folks who have been enslaved all over this world, should he be penalized? I guess what you're trying to say is should he be penalized for his ignorance? And to me, there's no excuse for you not to know the sensitivity of what blackface and all that stuff does. I mean, you live in this world, in your world, where it's okay. It's just, you know, it's like you're just oblivious to what's going on. Now, I don't know if you were going to drone, but for me, it's like, you know, good gracious, guy. How do you not know that this is not the right thing to do at the age of 29? What? It was rebuilding. Which is Go ahead. Well, Jay, I was just saying. No, I, I, I'm done. I would accept y'all that's coming out now. Yes, it affects us. Yes, it hurts our feelings. I get that, y'all. I swear I'm not trying to side. I'm just saying that some of the stuff that's happening now is just, it wasn't a big deal back then. It's like gays were hiding back then. Now gays got every right in the book that you can think of. I'm just saying, stuff is different. Stuff is different. And so, yeah, but but that's not. Me, but Vanessa, that's not I different. I mean, you can't. Well, it's not. Well, no. Listen, you, and you have that right. It, it's not the fact that it's it's different. I mean, the bottom line is is that you should know better. I mean, you you you're a leader of a country. You should know better. And you weren't a leader then. But at 29 years old, in 2000. But he, yeah, he was. He was actually, I think he was a professor or something at the school. So, so the bottom line is, is that you should know better. And, and, and so, you not understanding the plight of African Americans to me is no. Like they say, ignorance of the law is no excuse for not knowing the law. And for me, I just can't see. Look, I like the guy. President Obama likes the guy. But when you, there are some things you do in life. There's no coming back from. And it's like not a one, two, three. It looks like this dude walked around with a freaking thing of uh, shoe polish in his pocket. I mean, what the heck was this all about? No, that's I mean, my goodness. Why didn't they protest him then? Well, you know what happens? It's called opposition research. So that's what they do. They say, okay, you notice it comes out. He's in the middle of a very, very tough reelection. And you know what? <laughs> that's what we do. It's called digging up dirt. We just talked about that a little bit with Donald Trump. Go ahead, Jerome. I know you wanted to get in. I want to hear from Johnny D. You know, I, I want to. Um, I, I, you know, I agree with Vanessa on this because here's the thing with um, stuff like this. I, I don't know if you guys saw the press conference, but I can tell you he had the best. Like when, whenever I see somebody do blackface stuff and they have press conference, they always look suspect. Justin Trudeau owned his, right? Because. You have to remember, like, he, he, when he started up, like, his father was prime minister, Pierre Trudeau, right? So he said, I should have known, I should have known better. But he's privileged. And he said, I, I worked through that privilege. And in retrospect, it looks a lot different. But if you are a white kid 
at a boarding school that you're around other white folks, you don't have no sensitivity to nothing, right? So the reason he can't remember that is because he was probably doing what his friends was doing, right? You know, so if you go back, and I'm not going to show my age right now, but I was going to say, if you go back and you remember your peer group for whatever they were doing, um, wearing your name, your, your uh, name on your belt back in the days, because that was out. Like, whatever y'all did is what y'all did. Now, I can't call it, I can't say that the dude was racist for doing that, but his response to that was probably the best response I've ever seen to it because of him, not just because he owned it, because he, he not only owned it, he said that it was his fault for not knowing. Because you know... If you're a kid that grew up 70s, 80s, 90s, they didn't teach you jack about black history. I'm sorry, they may have done that in the 70s because after desegregation, they did start um, with, um, you know, uh, Kwame Ture and or, or Stokely Carmichael and Angela Davis. Those Panthers that came out of that era, they were actually in college systems at some point, and they started teaching black history, and it became a part of curriculum on, on um in colleges in America. But you know who went to black history class? Black people. Why do they go to them classes? Right? So when we say stuff like they should have known better, their humanity, again, and it's the bigger picture issue for me, they did not have that in them. You still wasn't seeing black people on TV. Matter of fact, black people didn't really get on TV till after Cosby. And then that was a watered-down version of black people until it got really ghetto towards the Martin days. But it really was not programmed in them to even consider black people. And it probably still isn't today, right? So I'm, uh, what I'm saying about him is that I tend to look at it like this. There are people of goodwill, right? Justin Trudeau, you can tell, like his admiration for the Obamas, for example. It's like Joe Biden to me. That you can tell people who have a disdain for black people. And you got to get rid of those guys. I don't think black people should support none of them. The Mitch McConnells of the world, the dark on um, Paul Ryans of the world. I, we should not support them. I am suspect about Schumer and, and Nancy Pelosi. Suspect about both of them. But I can tell you this. I would take Trudeau. I would take Biden. I would take a lot of people, John Kerry, I would take all of those guys over all of these fools that's out there. And we need to make a choice. We cannot keep playing around with just saying everybody has to go because our default is somebody who's worse policy-wise towards us than blatantly um, hating us out loud. Just because they can mask it don't mean that they don't hate us. Just since you don't own that. But I guarantee you, you look at his work towards towards uh, indigenous people in Canada, and at least he had some kind of track record in how he dealt with indigenous people. Hell, if we look at Trump's work with black people or anybody that's not really white, his work sucks. So for any Republican to tell me anything about anybody on the Democratic side, I am looking at them like they're crazy. You're telling me I prefer to be killed opposed to having somebody who does not like black people. Those are apples and oranges. So our argument on this cannot even remotely face any kind of political scrutiny. This is just personal issues that we have with racist people or people who, who dog 
dog us out. Like, we have personal issues. That's fine. I am telling you, as a policy-wise, and the coalition, uh, the coalition of black people need to understand this from a bigger picture, that Justin Trudeau is probably the better candidate in Canada than any of those other dudes as far as their relationship with indigenous people and black folks. We have to, we take one of, we win some, we lose some. But we cannot count on white folks having any kind of relationship with black people if they didn't grow up in an area that they had any kind of diversity. We can't blame them and say y'all should have had some more black people in your school. Right? I mean, that's what he did in 2002. Well, yeah. His disposition doesn't say that he has animosity towards black people. That's why black black people will bounce on you if if you actually show disdain for black people. Like, we will do that. So I'm, I'm more apt to believe that not only did he his policies are not hurting black people, that's why they still pretty much like him, he more actually interacts with black people better than everybody else. Because the first thing you have to do with leadership is they have to be able to hear you. If they can't hear you, if they're only listening to black people issues through other white people, then I can't trust them. They have to be able to hear you first, and, and Trudeau can actually hear you. And how, we, how do we know this? Well, we know because of his relationship to other indigenous people and who he gets for counsel, right? We know that, uh, and I'm not shooting the horn of Biden. Biden has his, his own issues when it comes to this thing. But I am saying at least we know he can hear us. Mm-hmm. You know, so we gotta, we gotta, you know, either throw the whole lot out. We have to throw the whole, yeah, we have to throw the whole lot out. And have some kind of balance. And I am, I am, right now in the camp of, we can't just be that naive to be like we don't like this person because they left their shoes untied and then have the other guy coming in and do the same thing Trump did. If if no candidate tells me that they're gonna undo all the Trump stuff, I ain't voting for them. I don't give a damn who they are. Wow, interesting. Let me hear from Johnny B on this. Johnny, may your thoughts? Real quickly, Jay, um, I, I I don't give anybody a pass who make who attempts to make a mockery of of, of another being for any reason. Uh, I think you know his his memory lapse uh, is similar to Ralph Northam, the, the governor of Virginia, who went as far as to bojangle. Uh, his comments and his way through a speech and was going to even moonwalk to show his hypocrisy and make a mockery of the situation even more so. Never in my day, never in my life, have I thought about putting some white shoe polish on or donning a sheet to pretend that I was the Klan. So that's just nothing that I do. Um, I don't know enough about Trudeau. Uh, I, I do follow world politics. I understand that Part of part of uh, the you know his his tight races because he's been marred in scandal. So he's been probably uh, well less than this this criminal in Washington. But I just think that it's it's, it's it's shameful that the Jim Crow era and people of of, of affluency and certainly this young man was born of privilege. You know, those are the type of things that, that one should be educated about. And for him to do it multiple times, then no, he gets no pass. And, and none, none, nor does anyone else who, who attempts to do that, whether their heart is scorned with racism and they, and, or if, if they pretend that they are 
favorable to African Americans. I've never stuffed a pillow in, in, in my shirt to act like I was obese. I've never done anything to humiliate or make fun of anyone. And I just think that that's appalling when I see people do it. So he gets no pass from me, and uh, nor does Ralph Northern, who just kind of fell off the radar. We don't even talk about him anymore, but he's still governor in Virginia because he just went silent. So he has mastered the, the Donald Trump era of just stagnate and stall. And eventually they'll find another topic and another narrative to, to jump on. So, yeah, get rid of him, get rid of Ralph Norton, get rid of all the ones who, who attempt to make a mockery of people and make fun of people because that's really what it's about. It's interesting you say that because the bottom line is we do live in an era where you know like we always we talked about this on the show how Democrats as soon as something as soon as a Democrat does something all the Democrats are saying you must leave you must leave but Republicans are like okay we ain't going nowhere so you're right it looks like uh, uh, you know the governor like of Virginia said you know what we just well, yeah, like Al Frank, yeah, get rid of them, get rid of them, and it's like, hey, all of a sudden, you know, the governor from Virginia is like, hey, guess what? We're just going to ride this thing. We're going to do what Republicans do. We're just going to ride this thing through and don't say anything. 347-850-1272. It's almost top of the hour. We're going to change the format a little bit because I want everybody to get a topic, so we may run a little over if you're listening. If so, if you want to catch the show live, you can call in at 347-850-1272. Johnny, what, what do you want to talk about this morning? I think you mentioned it. Uh, before, but I want to, you know, floor is yours, man. What, what do you want to talk about here? What's on your mind? You know, a couple of weeks ago, Jay, probably more in the, in the realm of the month, uh, when you ran that, that segment and you broke down uh, what the Constitution's responsibility is uh, as far as impeachment, and it starts in the Congress, and I just think that it's appalling on Nancy Pelosi, who is simply a conspirator with Donald Trump, in my opinion, and, you know, to, to not take action and to sit there and continuously play politics is, is saddening to me, you know. Here's a, here's a young lady who is, you know, uh, who has had a wonderful journey uh, in politics, and I think she's the upwards of, of, of 70. And obviously her, she's in a, she has a sound mind, but I don't know and can't understand what the apprehension is uh, regarding doing your job. So, you know, in, in looking at all of, all of the atrocities and all the lies and, and all the evidence that supports uh, the initiation of impeachment, I just cannot understand how everyone is, is continuously standing down and allowing her leadership uh, to, to keep justice from the American people, you know. And simply, it, it's about the politics aspect of it. She is scared of the reprisals when people go to, to, to the ballot um, and to the booths. And, and I just don't think that that's, that's favorable in, in today's day and age. And I just simply want to, to have her and the Congress go ahead and just do what's right, you know. And if Donald Trump is is elected to that office again, then you know what? That's God's will, and that and it is what it is. Because I'm I'm still a firm believer that this criminal is because America rejected President Obama, and I think that yep. what 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 the God that I serve has done is say, okay, you know what? I gave you someone 
who could bring people together, and you you opposed him. So, in contrast, I'm gonna give you this individual, and that's what we have now. But you know, my my topic is is uh, just simply the lack of of understanding that I have in regards to uh, the Congress not moving forward with impeachment. Um, I I see where uh, AOC um, Cortez. Once again, made some comments about Nancy Pelosi. I see where Elizabeth Warren has made some comments about Nancy Pelosi, and and I and I gotta say that they're just. You know, I just simply want the Congress to do their job because if they don't, then they're no different than the eight years that President Obama served, where they sat back and and just decided that they wasn't gonna do any work. You know, and of course the Senate with Mitch McConnell. You know, we're gonna make him a one-term president. And, and they literally stood down on their responsibility. So what, what's any different? What's any different than what's going on now, other than the fact that, that you've got some who claim to be Democrats, some who claim to be Republicans, but the reality of it is it's just simply a nasty form of politics in order to get reelected or get some other electorals in, in the Congress and in the Senate, and it's shameful. It's almost like we talked about before how, you know, it doesn't matter who's playing politics, Mr. Elias. I mean, you know, listen, and you and I disagreed on this earlier because I don't know if I disagreed. I think what I said at the time was that um, I can understand what Pelosi's doing because Pelosi's saying, why are you going to put this up for a vote when we know that it's going to get shut down, you know, in the Senate? But, you know, look, I have to admit when I'm wrong, and I'm, I'm on y'all's side now. I mean, this is crazy. For this to continue to go down, for the Democrats to sit back and say, well, we're going to let him impeach himself. They're playing politics. They're playing the long game. They're hoping that this guy loses in 2020. And it kind of goes back to what people were talking about, President Obama, why they didn't sound the alarms for, you know, voter fraud. And listen, to be perfectly honest with you, he did go to Mitch McConnell, and Mitch McConnell was like, okay, if you put it out there, we're going to claim that you guys are trying to rig the election. So the reason the Obama administration didn't take it any further was like, well, you know what, all polls show that Hillary's going to win anyway, so why even, you know, let the sleeping dog lie? And guess what? She didn't. And so sometimes you have to go based on what your job is. Sometimes you have to look at, you represent your constituents. Your constituents are saying, impeach this fool. This guy is breaking the law right before our very eyes. And no one, absolutely no one is doing anything about it. People are blowing off subpoenas. Like, uh, you know, Korodowski was on the, uh, the Hill this, this past week. That nonsense he did. I mean, he good gracious, man. He made look like an idiot. It's, I mean, this is just, I've never, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. And then when this thing happened with Kavanaugh, they were going back and showing some of those old clips of him in front of the judicial, I mean, in front of the committees to be confirmed. And some of the nonsense he said. Uh, do you like beer? Yay. Do you drink sugar? I mean, what the heck is this, Miss Elias? But, Jay, did you hear when they asked him a question, they said, can you read this? He said, I don't want to read it. You read it. Oh, my God. I was lost my mind. Unbelievable. He said, I ain't read that. Yeah. You read it. <laughs> yeah. Just, 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 just ridiculous. Your thoughts, Miss Elias? I mean, just disrespect. Well, like I said, they're setting up for the next president. Didn't show up. Did you know that? Jay? Hmm? I didn't, yeah. didn't. Guys, did y'all know that two other people were supposed to be on the hill and they well, did not come? Yeah, that's, 
That's not but a new swag. They, they, they ignore them all day. I don't understand why they won't go. Right. Let one of us don't show up to something. Boy, it'll be an mm-hmm. arrest warrant out for us within two seconds after they after the the, the judge has gathered and closed. I guarantee you. Let one of us don't show up for something. I want this is unbelievable, man. And that's what the Democrats need to do, though. That's what's getting me. They well, need they, but they don't, they don't have the authority to, to, to go and arrest them, nobody. But they do have they do have they do they do have a purse strings though. They do have a purse strings. That's one thing they do have. Look man, they they're setting it they're setting the next president up. There's unprecedented as I said before and I've said it again. You are setting a precedent now for the next president, whoever it is, to do whatever the hell they wanna do, whenever the hell they wanna do it, no matter who it is. This is this is unbelievable. That's why I say I don't give a damn if he's going to be in peace, if, if, if Mitch McConnell stops it, let him stop it. I don't care. Put did you forth. say Mitch McConnell or did you say? I did say Mitch McConnell. Did you say Mitch McConnell? Or did you say B? Did you say M or B? Bitch. Oh, wow. I'm calling it like I said. Let's go bitch. ahead. Oh, he thanks, Mr. Elias. All right, go ahead. I don't wow. care, man. Look, anytime you anytime you're an obstructionist, and you don't do your job, he should do his job and stop playing politics, too. Look, that's the bottom line. He's not serving the American people. He's serving his own good. Look at him and his wife getting richer and richer. Why? Because Trump is letting them happen. Trump, Trump is letting him and his wife get richer and richer. Look, the bottom line is there. I said this a long time ago, and I'm not going to stop saying it. They have set this president up to rob this country, and he's still robbing it. He's robbing it every day, every day. He's getting he's getting richer and richer. And I said it like I said before. He was broke when he got in that office, and now he's getting richer and richer off of it. Well, I'm not That's sure if he was broke, but you know the, the bottom line is uh, he is bad. He's broke, broke the way he was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, Jerome, man, you you got something to say about this one before we step out? Um. It, it, I kind of uh, with everybody else, you know. They, to look at this, I kind of um, I think that I wish I had a political action committee. You know, I, I should have thought about this a long time ago. But not only uh, would I be telling vote Democrat, I would be telling them to yeah. get rid of Nancy Pelosi and Schumer because they mm-hmm. need to do all of this at the same time. See, the yeah. problem bigger picture is it's not your presidential candidate who's going to be your problem, right? The president, yeah. if he's a Democrat, is going to sign whatever Congress and the Senate sends to him, right? I can't imagine the Democratic president saying, hey, we want, you know, everybody in the Congress voted for universal health care and whatever, and the president saying, no, I'm not going to do it because I don't believe in it. I think that Congress has more power than that. So those guys don't use it. And um, to that degree, unless it's the Republicans, Republicans don't care party line vote. The Democrats feel guilty about party line vote. It's like, oh, yeah, they passed Obamacare, but it wasn't that many Republicans in it. The Republicans caucus, uh, they, they actually added stuff onto the bill. They added the mandate on there. They put the Republicans' ideas inside of that legislation, which makes it bad, and then they didn't vote for it. But they did have input into it. Whereas the Republicans will pass that tax cut and be like, well, we don't want none of your input because we're not even letting you in the committee meetings to even form this bill. They wouldn't even let them in there. 
but everybody seemed to forgive the Republicans for being like that. But the Democrats, no matter what they do, they'd be like, well, you shouldn't have showed up late at the meeting. We're going to ask y'all out. And we keep we keep going along with it. So the thing that we have to do is put some more put some different leaders in there. Because if you think about it, think about Nancy Pelosi, and I'm very hesitant on talking about age, because I know for some reason that we're big into this for, you know, wisdom comes with age. You know, just being smart means squat. You can know something, but knowing how to process actually comes with age, right? You have a lot more data to sort with, right? But if you look at Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell, they are holding it down for status quo. And they're in the same peer group, right? So that dude don't give a rat about nobody on the Republican side, and she's like, can you imagine how this went after Reconstruction? Well, Reconstruction probably was the the, um, America at its greatest because they really let off of of black folks doing them. But, you know, that's a whole other story. But what happens is that you have – conservative white folks and very liberal white folks on the same page about letting up off of black folks after, um, you know, after Lincoln was assassinated, they reverted right back to what they had prior, pre, uh, pre-Civil War, right back to it. And that's because the people who were liberal was like, well, we shouldn't move so fast. Like Nancy Pelosi, we need to work through the process. We need to work through the system. And what happens is that we stay in the same damn place. And Schumer, who was going against Obama, he don't like Israel, that kind of nonsense, he was doing, he's doing the same thing. So we have the same dynamic that plays until we start to filter out them folks. So don't think that it's all about being Democrat. Those guys are part of the same problem. And so to yep. Johnny D's point, we they need to change leadership. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm at a point now where it's just time to move on. This is ridiculous what's going on here. It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network.
Everything is going well. Definitely just blessed and again, just appreciative to have this opportunity to be a part of, of such a distinguished group of contributors. Look at that guy there, man. Every time he speaks, I just kind of sit up a little bit and try to straighten up my imaginary tie around my neck. Thank you so much, Johnny. The man against the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. What's up, man? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, John. Good morning, Vanessa. And good morning, Jerome. Good morning, Jay. And, and, morning, and before you go any further, Jay, before you go any further, that was Mr. Uh, Mr. Mahogany by LaRae Starr, um, Mariana Music. Yeah, she's already tuned in. She's already made a comment on this thing. Look at her doing her thing. Uh, I also want to say what's up to some folks in the chat, Mr. Elias. We have anybody we can say hello to or what? Covina, uh, man, and with sister, the other people that now are not worth mentioning. Okay, now worth mentioning. Okay, yeah, your call. Mariana Music, like I said, is in the house. Benji Greta Serini? Am I saying the right? Serini? I'm, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Henry, Bob, Robert, Pastors in the house. Jake, just smile. There's a lot of people listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's bring in our director of social media, the very lovely Jackie. Jackie, good morning. How are you? Welcome in. I'm doing great. How's everybody doing? Great. Everybody's doing well, Jackie. Everybody's doing good. Doing well. always, always a pleasure to hear your voice every Sunday morning. All right. Tell people how they can stay in contact with this program uh, when it's not live. Well, if you need more info about the TJRS Radio Network, Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and all three pages have the same ending handle, facebook.com slash groups, twitter.com, instagram.com slash TJRS radio. And if you want to email about anything, email at the suicide at outlook.com. Keep up with us. Keep up with us, absolutely. Mentioned something at the top of the show. Uh, we, we stay tuned for this. Uh, Johnny brought it, brought something to my attention. That I definitely want to uh, expand on, and the possibility of trying to help a family out in the Bahamas. Um, you know, uh, we need to probably Johnny and I get together and try to get it all together. Because uh, I imagine if we're going to ask folks to, to get involved, maybe we should set up a GoFundMe or send money. I know just uh, whatever family, the case too. may be. Okay, well, if you have a I family in mind, Mr. Elias, let's, let's talk after the show. And uh, uh-huh. let, let's see if we can get that money directly to a family to help them. You know, we're not trying to, you know, we're not trying to send it through. Listen, and we're not discouraging people to, you know, if you want to go through your favorite charities and all that stuff, you do your thing. Uh, but, you know, what we're saying is that we want to get the money directly in their hands. So, you know, stay tuned for that. We're going to definitely be talking about that here uh, in the next few weeks to see can we help that out. And, uh, you know, we just got to be able to use this platform for something. We appreciate everybody who's involved in it. All right, once again, Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is time for the third and final set, abbreviated edition of this show. And of course, my main man, uh, uh, excuse me, Jerome Esprit is in the house. All right, Mister Jerome Esprit, what do you want to talk about, brother, for the remainder of the show? You know, I I didn't hear enough of Les, so I'm going to defer to Les. And I know Vanessa didn't get hers out because we talked about the other stuff, and I ran on about that. So I'll defer mine to either one of those two guys. 
All right, well, which one of you well, guys want to take, take us home? Go ahead, well, Vanessa. I what you think, Vanessa? I think all three of us can split it, like 10 minutes each or whatever, because we got about 30 minutes, so, you know. No, we don't. We got like 10 minutes. Yeah, we don't have 30. Go ahead, Vanessa. I didn't know Vanessa. Okay. Go ahead, Vanessa. You can have it. Go ahead. Well, you must say, I said the first topic. Go ahead. I mean, you know, I mean, oh, listen, okay. if somebody wants the time, I'll take it, but, you know, I'm just trying to sit back. Go ahead, Vanessa. No, Vanessa you know, you want to talk about something else? Go ahead. You we know talked what? about it. Yeah, go ahead, Vanessa. He's right. I am noticing a lot, and and I tag Jerome, and I tag Les on a bunch of stuff, and I don't say anything. I just type their names in because, you know, Facebook jail is real. So um, have y'all noticed how many people that are African, y'all don't hear me talk about this, how many people are African American that are going to jail for stupid stuff for like five and ten years and white people are doing the exact same thing and get probation. Example, I think I tagged y'all on one where this black girl changed the address, and we did this for years, changed the address for her child to go to a better school. She got five years in jail, in prison. And these white women did both the damn school, and ain't nothing happened to them. So I'm like, I don't get this. And then they got... This white boy who raped a four-year-old who says that if a child is breathing, then they can have sex. Then nothing happened to him. He got what? mental anguish or something, and black people are going to jail for being a sex offender for 15, 20 years. I do not understand why people are not catching this justice system that's going to hell and back. And then Trump is sitting there putting more, set of more Republican judges in place. Which means that if you go for a Republican judge, your butt is glass. I mean, are people not paying attention to how the justice system is changing for the worst for African Americans? Am I the only one that see this? Well, let's talk about the first one. The first one, I mean, that, that's news to me. I never heard that. I mean, because I know, I know a lot of friends be using their grandmama address and all that other stuff growing up. So I'm thinking, oh boy, <laughs> I never heard yeah, of that one. That's a new one on me. I'm a sharer. Yeah, there, there's, yeah, there's, there's a story Facebook. on Facebook that a woman did that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, but but you and but you and I know just especially from the crib, Miss Telly asked me, Good gracious, you used to use addresses all the time. It was no big rip. I mean, how wow, you think, how, you think, how, you, how you think I went to the high school I went to? I used somebody else's address. That's, what, that's, that's my point. I mean, you just used somebody else's address. Before I even discussed it. Well, and that's always yeah. you know, and that's something else too. You you brought up a good point for this. Let me say something here real quick because I know sometimes people accuse us. Of saying things without vetting it. Listen, let, let me let me explain to you the concept because every now and then I have to do this. I have to explain the concept behind the serious side. The original concept of the serious side is folks, some friends meeting and talking about whatever's on their mind over brunch. I mean, so listen, we give you as much facts as possible. Do we vet every story? I mean, I know Jerome is on point with his stuff. Mysterious. I mean, almost everyone is. I mean, so, you know, listen, if, if, if we talk about something and it comes to find out that maybe what we said was not true, we'll correct the record, okay? But don't, we're not, you know, we're not CNN. But I tell you what, 
we bring it to you in a whole different way. So, so you know, please, every now and then you need to understand this. We're just, we are having, a, this discussion is no different if you were sitting in your barbershop and you guys were talking about topics. At least that was the original concept. Now, we've become more formal. And, yeah, we're trying to make sure that when we put information out, it's correct. But, but yeah, so I don't know. I mean, that sounds, I've never heard of anyone. I, well, so, what, so what was the charge? I mean, there had to be a statute that they, that they, you know, that they violated our law that they broke. So what was the law that they broke, Mr. Elias? Well, they, they said falsifying records. That you falsified records. Oh, well. You get five years of falsifying a record? That's what they got. That's what the story said. It gave her five years of falsifying a record. You have to look that up. Wow, that sounds harsh, man. That 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 sounds almost unbelievable. I'm not saying that. It, I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. It's true. I remember that. Well, what about the what about the people that get in jail for uh, <laughs> for stealing stealing something minute that gets that gets so many years? Come on, man. This is the justice system. It ain't only serves. It just is just us. No, and and for the record, well, I want to say that that's uh-huh. true. Though before we move on, that is very true. I know we said because it's social media it may not be that is true she got five years for that wow and it was that that was like in kindergarten or something unbelievable five years so are we talking she well she can appeal it and she's probably out on bond right i mean i mean did it like five years and she's still in jail she's been there for like at least a year and a half i think it was a little longer Oh my God! Wow, that that is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, Jake, can I say something? I mean, that's uh, just. Yeah, go ahead, Johnny. Yeah, probably what you have is a, is a situation where it's material misrepresentation, because with with today's charter schools and private schools, it may be some funds attached to it where the person may have received a stipend. Which would be uh, some, you know, again, material misrepresentation fraud. I don't know the story, but she, I, she I didn't. can't see a person. It was a public school. It was a public school. Another. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then, you know that, what? Like I say, I, yeah, that, 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 that's no way that, that stuff like that should happen in, in, in today's society. But material misrepresentation is typically how they associate government or some type of official application. And clearly, whomever was 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 coming at her, uh, you know that that's when somebody needs to come at the district attorney and just get them for misuse and abuse of their office to put somebody in prison. I mean, you got you got murderers that get probably the same time if they get manslaughter, if they get a good lawyer and get manslaughter, they get three to five years and it kills someone. And you're talking about change the address so the child could probably go to a better school. Sad. Yeah, okay, that, that's what about wild. The that, what about the ladies who, who paid off the school? One of them got 14 days in jail. The other one's got probation. Okay, so it, does that make But if she, did they get probation or did they? Now, wait a minute now. Did she get probation or was it a situation where one of them got 14 days in jail? No, no, I know about the one, Ms. Elias. What I'm saying is, no, no, what I'm saying is, did the other one get probation or did that person decide they're going to go ahead and fight it in court? I thought that she decided she was going to fight it in court. She's still throwing it up in the air. She's still throwing it up in the air. She's talking about pleading. She's talking about pleading it out. Because after she's seen her girl got oh, is 14 she? Okay. days, so, yeah, she's like, probably mm-hmm. saying, you know, 14 days compared to if I go to j- go to court and, 
and you know, and they hit me up. Okay, I mean, yeah, because I, mm-hmm. I didn't think that the other one got probation. I didn't think it had come to a conclusion. I know the one got 14 days, and the other one was fighting mm-hmm. that case. But you know, but, right. but listen, this is no different than what we were doing. You know, the black woman got five years. Jay is my point. No, I mean, I understand what you're saying, Vanessa. I mean, no, I, 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 I get it, Vanessa. I understand. Uh, but, but what I'm saying is, is that this is no different than what we, you know, we used to do a segment, you know, LWB, Living Wild Black. I mean, it's, there's always a double standard when it comes to our folks. And, and, you know, and, and the thing that's so crazy about it is that white folks don't get it. And white folks want to always, you know, the thing that always kills me about white people is when they say that we're lazy. You guys had slaves, we didn't. And they talk about being poor. There are more poor white folks in America and that, and, and are on welfare than African Americans. So it's just a stereotype that they use to try to keep us down. It's all about suppression. That's what it is. So you think about that for a second. The fact that there are more white folks that are on welfare than black folks, and you guys got the bigger head start. We came in and saying, y'all brought us here. We didn't have no dang on property or nothing. I mean, but, but, but it's, it's amazing how they throw that stuff out there. And let's talk about that fool in the White House. If President Obama had done a smidgen of what this guy is doing, They'd be up there running around with, oh, get a, I remember when the health care debate was going on. They had signs holding up showing President Obama as the Joker, and, you know, he's Hitler. And this fool is breaking every law in the book. Yeah. And no one is saying anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is amazing. I was watching that thing with Corindowski, you know, Corindowski, and they were talking about how, you know, that guy, Jim Jordan, that fool from Ohio that wears, he just wears the shirt and tie, I guess, you know, that's his signature look, and I guess he's going to really play on that. He's talking, oh, this is just a ruse. He's trying to find a way to get a duly elected president. But go back and look when there had the Benghazi hearings and how that fool was overreacting. The Republicans kill me with this nonsense because they know you folks are ignorant and you're not going to do your work. They talk about Benghazi. They still didn't re- they still didn't put out the fact that they reduced funding for security in embassies nationwide. It was the Republicans who did that. Then they're gonna yell, "Well, we, you know, we didn't have appropriate security." You bastards took the money. If you want to use that, use that as a, as an excuse or a justification. You people need to wake up, man. This is crazy. This is this is crazy. We live in a crazy time. I mean, co- Congress looks absolutely helpless. I ain't going up there. You got a subpoena. Well, oh, well, okay. Well, what do you want me to do with it? I'm not going. President is telling citizens, <laughs> people who never worked for the White House, hey, guess what? Um, you can't talk. How is that any different than a dictatorship? Please say, I'm, I'm in there, Johnny. How is that any different from a dictatorship when your government says, hey, guess what? You better not say nothing. That's no different than freaking North Korea saying, guess what? Y'all can't see no social media outside of the country. We, it's state-controlled television. You listen and do what we say. How is that any different when the, the president of the United States, the White House, can call citizens and say, hey, guess what? Executive privilege. Huh? What? 
Come on, John, man. Take me home, man. Explain this to me as if I was a fourth grader. We can get out of here and get to my favorite part of the show. This is ridiculous. It's one word that I'll say, and I'm not going to say that it's on the level of a fourth grader, but it's probably close to it. Autocratic government. That's, That's who this guy is. That's who he tries to emulate. That's who he's influenced by. That's who he's enamored by. Uh, he is a, a criminal uh, at best, but he loves demagogues, and he likes autocratic government. Uh, and he is a, a, a person who will violate every right and every rule of the Constitution, the one that he swears that he so uh, loves and, and dedicates his life to, and all of the citizens who fall up under his reign of of, of supremacy Sad day and age You know And, and I wouldn't a, say You know what Go ahead Jerome I, w- ahead. I wouldn't even say that he, he subscribes to autocratic governments Just because he don't even know what one is That dude's not educated <laughs> he, just, he has no strategy So seriously true. He is stumbling true. his butt true. <laughs> Stumbling his butt through this thing Like a spoiled tire <laughs> That's what he's doing so I know I know that sounds very sophisticated. <laughs> he has a plan. He don't have no plan. He do whatever the heck. He walk in like a spoiled little rich kid, and everybody's pacifying him like a spoiled rich kid. Uh, wow, that is amazing. And, and like I said, just before we came on the air. You know, just before we came on the air, when he made the comment about how, you know, how does Joe Biden not know that his son was doing this? Are you really? Who believes that? I mean, what? Really? Like, how did you not know your son and daughter, I mean, your son and son-in-law were meeting with Russian uh, lawyers, a floor under your office. I mean, the floor under your floor, you know, uh, stop it. You people, man. Kool-Aid should really make a lot of money off of all of y'all, man. Just great Kool-Aid, go drink it, put your Nikes on, and just go. I mean, this is crazy. You, you folks are nuts. It, it, it's You're nuts. I, I have nothing to say. Anybody want to say anything before we get out of here? One last thought. No. Oh, boy, this guy. I do want to say the, the guy who's golfed more than anybody else, who oh, has please. His, own, please. his own businesses, millions of taxpayers' dollars, who's flown to his own private, like, um, uh, um, house for his vacation, spending taxpayers' money, and letting his daughter get patents with a government that he's putting tariffs on, which is a tax to us, and then exempting her products from being taxed, for that dude to call anybody out and the news not to call him out, they are a part of the problem with him, but he must think, he must think everybody's stupid. And the military staying at his hotel. And the military staying at his hotel. Oh, man. And and his wife, you know, he talks about chain migration. His wife is doing, did the exact same thing with her parents. Then this fool flies down to the border and signs a damn fence that President Obama put up. I mean, this, you guys, for you folks to fall for this nonsense, you're ridiculous. Oh, wait a minute. You forgot this. You forgot the, the first hunter in chief. Like the fact that that woman is in there and they got mad at Michelle Obama for having her arms out, where she got everything out. 
Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Lifetime Work, Houston's only fully integrated co-working space and health club experience, now open at City Center 5 Houston. Schedule your tour at work.lifetime.life slash NPR Houston. Baltimore Symphony Orchestra and the Musicians Union have tentatively agreed on a one-year contract, potentially ending a weeks-long standoff. NPR's Amy Held reports the deal still needs to be ratified. For 14 weeks, the cash-strapped symphony has sat silent as the Players Union and management negotiate a new contract. Now, they may have struck the right note. Details of the deal will be released once it's ratified by both parties with a vote set for Monday. The goal? For the musicians to put down their picket signs and pick up their instruments in time for the season's opening concert scheduled for Friday. Composer and Baltimore native Christopher Rouse has died. Rouse died this weekend. He was 70 years old. Jeff London reports on his Pulitzer Prize and Grammy-winning career. The Baltimore native studied at Oberlin Conservatory and Cornell University before embarking on a dual career as a composer and teacher. Rouse was a passionate devotee of popular music and taught a course in the history of rock at the Eastman School of Music. While he wrote many chamber pieces, he was best known for his orchestral works and 12 concertos. His trombone concerto won the Pulitzer in 1993. Christopher Rouse was composer-in-residence at the New York Philharmonic and Baltimore Symphony and taught at Juilliard. His sixth symphony will premiere posthumously in Cincinnati in October. For NPR News, I'm Jeff London in New York. And I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News from Washington. Chatterbox, and ooh, we we have a lot of them in here. Wow, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let's uh, get to it because I tell you what, I want to hear what my main man, Mister Jerome Spree, has to say. All right, Mister Elias, me anything from the chat room that's worth reading? Mister Elias, nothing worth reading. Nothing. Oh wow, he's quiet. Okay, I mean, I guess that meant okay. I didn't catch on. I was slow. I was slow. Nothing. Okay, not a problem. We won't read them. All right, but I have plenty to read, which is good. I have plenty to read here. What you say, Jerome? I said, no, Elias is there. Did you hear him? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm still slow. I mean, (laughs) I didn't even get that. I mean, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a little slow this morning. People got me so frustrated with all this other stuff. Mr. Elias, if you can get uh, Jerome's uh, intro ready for me while I read this, I would appreciate it. All right. uh, Let's get up here. The pastor has checked in with us. Stroll up here. I have to copy and paste these from the site so I can have them in one place. Sorry, guys. Uh, gosh, I thought I'd be better prepared than this. All right, hold on, hold on. Oh, boy. What are you doing, Jay? Uh, here we go. Oh, Lord. Oh, Pastor, I'm sorry. I, I, they're lost. I can't find them. Oh, no. Let me see here. Yeah, some good ones in here, too. Oh, boy. All right, it is, okay, sorry, I cut them off, but let me read what I have. I'm sorry about this. 
Okay, god dang it. Let me read the portion of one that came in. Apparently, I cut them off by accident. My bad. All right, here was one that came from a lady, and she talked about how she was a member of the GOP, and she said that she will uh, that she will no longer support this president. Let me read the tail end of her comments. I apologize, guys. I was trying to bring them all down before the show ended. All right, look. So I came here at the suggestion of one of my dear friends and have been listening. Okay, here it is. She said, one of my guilty pleasures is. She said, listening to this show is a guilty pleasure. And she says, I came here at the suggestion of one of my dear friends and have been listening for the past three months. My point, I have come to the conclusion that this man is the most corrupt president in our nation's history and must be held accountable for his actions. I supported him because of his policies, but I can no longer turn a blind eye to this corrupt administration. I am not sure if I can bring myself to vote for a Democrat, vote Democratic but I definitely will not vote for Donald Trump ever again. Then Greta from Vancouver, Canada says, Hello, guys. It has certainly been a long time since I commented on the show, but since this is happening in my country, I felt obligated to respond to this. I can see both sides of this argument, but if I had to choose a side, I would side with Jay on this one. I love the prime minister, but like Jay and John says, ignorance is no excuse. If someone commits a crime and, and owns up to it, doesn't exonerate that person from their actions and the debt that they owe to society. Serenia from Orlando, Florida, first-time listener, love your show and weekly topics. Thank you. Never heard a show like this before. (laughs) Thank you, I guess. Henry from Dallas, have you guys considered doing a sports show at 11 o'clock? Can you talk? You can talk about my Cowboys. Uh, Not. Uh, Samantha from uh, Oregon, your message got cut off. So let me read what I can read. It says, please, 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 please. Please, please, please read my comment live. Please do not put all Republicans in one box. It is not fair. I'm a member of the GOP because it represents me policy-wise. Then it got cut off, but I do remember what she said. She said something about, you know, she goes to the Sudan and does a lot of work overseas. She has African-American babies that she's adopted, so please don't pigeonhole her as uh, Republicans that are racist. And, and like I said, I apologize, guys. I really, really screwed that up. I erased all that stuff when I was trying to bring it over. And because I monitored too many sites during the show, there was no way I could go get them in a short period of time. And on that note, it is time to get over to my guy. I'm bored. guess we're in. Uh, what happened there? Well, I'm I'm, I don't know what happened. Uh, we're fighting. Uh, Mr. Are you hitting the button? Yeah, I was hitting the button because you told me to get it ready. Oh, go go ahead, Mr. Ellis. You got it. Go ahead. You got it. I just got it. Go ahead. Okay, thanks. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Man, I feel like a shortstop. All the errors that I just gotten at the end of the show, my bad, guys. But it is time for my favorite part of the show, the need to know basis with Mr. Jerome Freeman. Jerome, what do you have for us? All right. Well, um, U.S. Case, cases of vaping leak illnesses surged 530, according to the CDC. Um, they revealed as scientists searched for the cause of lung disease that killed seven recently, but they're saying that the surges went up 530 more cases. So U.S. officials are still searching for the cause, but um, they said in one week it went up another 150. Wow. So they said the majority of patients are young, adults, and, and teens. So hmm. stop vaping or 
Be yeah. careful on your baby. Now, um, the U.S. Uh, abortion rate plummeted to the lowest since Roe v. Wade amended third, uh, they said, of restrictive laws and pro-life protests, but I wouldn't look at it that way. According to the um, to some institute, there were um, 826,000 uh, performed in 2017. It's a record low since abortion was nationally legalized in 73, or a 14% drop from 2011 rates. Now, again, I think from whoever this came from, it sounds a little suspect, like somebody has an agenda someplace, but I wouldn't really go there. All right, now, the University of Michigan researchers um, modeled the um, climate change and cloud cover over the world um, during, uh, I guess, since 50 million years ago, and said the planet can return to a similar state this century. So they're saying during this temperature, temperatures were more than 14 degrees warmer than they are now on average, and warned that history could repeat itself. The buildup of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is artificially um, replenishing what happened naturally during that same period. And we'll see year-round scorching temperatures by 2100 or 2100. So they're saying it's going to get hot. It's getting hot, and it's continuing to get hot. Okay. Global warming and um, pollution apparently is causing that. Yep. Now, there are uh, 3 billion fewer birds in the U.S. and Canada now than 50 years ago, according to a new study. The evidence for the declines emerged from both 50 years of ground-based observation along with um, the detection of um, migration over 10 years by radio um, radar stations across North America. So um, apparently uh, we're losing birds along with the Amazon fire that is still burning but fell out of the news for some reason, but it's still burning. So we're losing indigenous land and plants as well. Now, HBO fails to get a $100 million lawsuit um, against Michael from Michael Jackson's estate tossed out of court after it was sued after airing Leaving Neverland and violated a non-disparaging agreement signed 26 years ago by HBO. So the judge denied the motion Thursday to dismiss the, the case against the network, indicating that he may decide to grant arbitration when he issues a final ruling by September's end. So not only did Leaving Neverland lie, they also violated an, uh, an agreement of non-disparaging, uh, a non-disparaging agreement against Jackson. Wow. Again, I think it was his kids. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember which one that said that. Um, we, she, oh, it was Paris who said that Paris. she was starting a foundation to um, to just fight all of the rewriting of Michael Jackson's history. Because that's all we're that's all they're doing. Hmm. You know. Wow. It's crazy. It, yeah. You know. Speaking of music, if if anybody have you ever seen. Um, the the true TV show Adam ruins Adam ruins everything. No. Okay. So Mm-mm. if if you have not seen this show, they they did a uh, a ruin on music. So anybody listening to this program 
just go. It's True TV, but they actually have them all on YouTube. And it talks about the Adam Conover is the comedian who talks about, he gives facts, he talks about redlining, talks about um, how it works, talks about the medical system and how the medical insurance company are in cahoots with the hospitals and all of that stuff. But this time, he talked about music and where rock and roll came from. And that term came from black radio until it became a marketing ploy. And then white radio started trying to use it. And then they would not let the black artists play on white radio stations. So right. he talked, talked about Big Mama Thornton, You Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog, and all of those um, songs that Elvis played. And not only did he steal the, the songs um, lit, word for word and the music, he started imitating the black artists who actually sang them. So it's the first yeah. Adam Ruins Everything that actually talked about music, and it talks about the, um, the sense that rock and roll was pretty much lifted. Things that black people already know, but it is a really good program. So if you ever want to see that, um, it's on True TV on Tuesdays is when it's live. But just okay. go check it on YouTube called Adam Ruins Everything. You get a chance. Now, um, yeah, it is actually really good. Now, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez launches a scathing attack on her own party, saying that Democrats' refusal to impeach Trump is a bigger national scandal than him breaking breaking the law um, on his behavior over the Ukraine. So the freshman congresswoman from New York made the remarks in a tweet late Saturday night, and uh, I guess it's pushing pressure on Nancy Pelosi to begin impeachment. But she is actually right, and I would vote for her for Speaker of the House (laughs) because she has a little bit more guts than the rest of them, apparently. Yeah. You got to stand up for what you believe in. That's what they put you in office for. That's what people put you in office for. Yeah. Instead of sitting on your hands talking about, well, they won't let us do it, then you go around them. That's what the Republicans did when they didn't have the majority. They want to cooperate. They're like, it would be better if they work with us. Who, who mm-hmm. says that? Who gets arrested and, and says stuff like, hey, you know I did it, so let me help you with this. They don't, they don't do it for anybody. And then here, now, here, here's, here's the other thing, Jerome. Once, uh-huh. they, once they get in our office, don't, 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 uh, well, we need to work with Republicans. They don't work with you. Don't work with them. Don't give yeah. a damn about them. Treat them just yeah. like they treated you. Yeah, and, and that, is my, that is Biden's flaw to me. Because of the whole concept of even saying that. You can't work with anybody who is trying, who, who actually lied and is holding the status quo. How are you going to work with them when you know that their, their undercurrent is deceiving everybody else? Right. You know, and to the point of the person who wrote in, and thanks for listening to the show, but at the same time, being a Republican does not mean that you, that you are a part of the process. But you supporting that nonsense is making you complicit in why they're doing what they're doing. So don't come around right. telling us that we shouldn't pigeonhole all Republicans, because if you're supporting the policies of somebody who's oppressing someone else, you are still a part of the problem. Right? We're not blaming you. We're not Good saying point. that you believe in them. But, you know, yep. you can, as we're outlining, as um, long as you can see the world differently, we're not saying that you should change your party. Or that you should believe Democrats because we don't. But we're just saying that if you support that nonsense, you are part of the problem as well. Now, really quickly, British, a British spy reportedly 
feared Russia has information about Prince Andrew's relationship with um, Virginia Roberts, who was 17, and she said she slept with um, Prince Andrew. So they said that um, because she was introduced to Jeffrey Epstein. So the newspapers um, quote the security source who claims that British spies fear that Russia may have obtained dirt on Prince Andrew from the um, Palm Beach County Sheriff's deputy, um, John Mark Dugan, who is an American who sought asylum in Moscow in 2016. Now he's a he's a U.S. Marine. He was in the he's a Marine who worked for the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office in 2005, the same year the investigation started. So once they stopped the investigation, he went to Russia. <laughs> wow, Those damn Marines. He jumps ship and goes to Russia. There is something else with Russia in this doggone country, especially Palm Beach. Because Epstein, Trump, and all those guys in Palm Beach, apparently the Russians have a good connection in Palm Beach. If the police is looking out for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, well. you know, just, now in, during the same time, you know, in during 2014, after all of this stuff with Epstein, you know, Epstein got Bill Gates and Richard Branson to join this panel in 2014 that was hosted by Arizona State University where that pedophile funded um, an annual $10,000 grant at Arizona State. So Epstein's relationships with other people are really coming to the surface. And again, Kaepernick can't get a job, I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> it's to the point of the patriot, Great. I want to say this really quickly, Robert Kraft is still not in jail. That's yeah. you know, talk about privilege. All right, I know we're running late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe if we did our sports show, maybe we can talk about that. Okay. <laughs> All right, <laughs> well, give us two more, man. Give us two more because yeah, I do have a lot to say about that. But anyway, okay. give us two more, brother. Okay. All right. So Israel faces is unprecedented. Like they think they may have a third election because Netanyahu's rival is demanding to take over um, prime minister because Benny uh, Gantz said that he should take over as prime minister because he has the majority of people in Netanyahu don't want to let go of power, so he won't step down. And he just lost the election. So that's going to be interesting to watch, but they're just saying, hey, it, it's, uh, it, it's going to look a little bit like what's going to happen here when Trump gets his butt up out of here. All right. Yeah. So a North Carolina high school canceled a football game over safety concerns after cheerleaders were disciplined for displaying a Trump banner. So despite North Stanley wow. High School um, Friday night game, it was canceled and dozens showed up to a rally to show their support for the cheerleading squad who was put on probation. See, ain't that white yeah. privilege? If there was a black yes, girl, remember the black girl who kneeled to Vanessa Cornell? Mm-hmm. Killed and they kicked her off the cheerleading squad? These fools yeah. held up a Wow. Wow, well, sorry, I didn't wow, give you a story, wow. Jay. My bad. Yeah, give me one more, oh, man. That, that's that's, that's discouraging. A white yeah. man with 4% of African DNA is fighting to be legally recognized as black and said he feels sorry for Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> he wished that he could have told her that she had to identify with black if he had her DNA. But some guy, Ralph Taylor, a white man living in Washington State, said that he has 4% African DNA and wants to be legally recognized as black. Thank you very much. Um, Keep up the ride, my brother. 
Now, I know that. I know that's. I, I know I committed a crime. I know, and I'm sorry, brother. But I can't stand it. I know the Cowboys split heads on the Trump. Much like Big Sean is the intro. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I pay yeah. for this. I pay for this time. I will say what I want to say. I do not like the Cowboys. I do not like the Steelers. I'm glad Antonio Brown got. You know, I'm I'm happy behind all that nonsense. And um, I'm just happy, but I'm not happy at the guy that's the president of the United States. All right, so now, before I get out of here, I'm going to allow my distinguished colleague, Johnny D, to respond, because I know that, you know, I, every time Johnny sends me a message, I'll sell this black and gold, man. I, I have to put on shades when I look at his Marco Polo's, because I see all that crap in the background. But, you know, I'll let him respond. So, yeah. Johnny, go ahead, yeah. man. I'll, I'll well, you, you, you know what, Jay? I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, and as 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 much as I I, I have stated in the past about my my lack of support for the approach that the NFL players took as far as kneeling collectively, I will say this yeah. right here. Shame shame on every NFL team to include my Pittsburgh Steelers for not going out and signing Colin Kaepernick. And it yeah. would make sense wow. for the Steelers to sign him. It would make sense. It would it, make it, sense. It does. I mean, it, it really and truly does. I mean, so when when they said that uh, they had no interest in him, that right there was a, a, a proven fact. Now, of course, you're talking about Mike Tomlin, who is a coach's coach. And I realize we've had an offseason of nothing but shenanigans and foolishness. But that still should never, never allow you not to do the right thing. You know, you, you have a team that could potentially win some games and you go out and you get this uh, Paxton who is at best when when Denver drafted him, uh, I think he was he's the third Lynch? screen, got That's cut several signed? times. Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch is oh, in the practice goodness. squad. We wow. we've got a, a second year player Mason Rudolph, wow. who I think um, will do well. I'm glad that the Ben – I hope that the Ben Roethlisberger era is over. Um, oh. I think Rudolph will do well. Now we've got a rookie who is backing him wrong. up. And, you know, that that's unprecedented because you've got to have a veteran a, a veteran player who's seen some, some snaps. Uh, and, and, again, when, when the Steelers opted not to at least entertain the idea of bringing them into camp, and no other team has. This guy has clearly been blackballed for exercising his right, and I think it's shame on the NFL. The Carolina Panthers is probably close, as close to anyone because they've already got Reed on the team, and and Reed yep. is still doing his kneeling, and he's not drawing any attention away from the game. I think Colin Kaepernick deserves a shot. Shame on the Steelers, and shame on the other 31 teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that right there, uh, you know, for me, and someone tried to tell me, oh, well, you know, it's because he stinks. Go back and look at his numbers. Uh, you go back and look at the numbers of his last couple of seasons. Now, listen, I think he made a mistake by op- opting out of his contract. He should have stayed in San Francisco. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, there's no reason why this guy, you have freaking uh, Fitzpatrick. I, I mean, exactly. let's say that again. Fitzpatrick. 
Patrick, a starting quarterback in this league. You have uh, Josh McCown signed. This guy had retired. He's on the NFL roster. And this is a guy that took his exactly. team to the Super Bowl. And for him not to be playing? Yes, indeed. It's yeah, a travesty. It's, 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 it really and truly is. It really and truly is. And, and you look at uh, guys like Josh Gordon, who's who's on a fourth and no. fifth uh, opportunity yeah. for substance abuse and violating yeah. Uh, yeah. policies. And, and this guy, man, I tell you, it, it's – it doesn't bode well. It really doesn't. But like you know, I say, I, I was just surprised that the Steelers didn't entertain the idea of, of bringing him in. I, I have no faith in the NFL after they blackballed. And I know I know Donovan, but after they did that to McNabb, I thought, you know what, there is there is nothing you can really do. When they want you up out of there, they just want you out of there. Hey, hey, what, what do you mean, Drew? What are you talking about? What did they do to McNabb? What are you talking about? Did I miss something? That, McNabb's issue was, um, I think, when he went to Washington, whatever problems yeah. that he was having with the coach at Washington, he never really played after he left Washington because he went to Minnesota. He went to Minnesota. Right. He went he to Minnesota. Minnesota but and then he didn't do anything him. there, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't like he wasn't a good quarterback. Right? You know how yeah, Jerome goes. is right because he, he, he did say some comments because uh, recently he was on a, on a talk show and they was asking him about it. So I, I didn't follow him. Uh, like I say, I'm, I'm black and gold all the way. But Jerome is right from that standpoint. Yep. He said some comments, and they basically just rooted him up out of the league because he, yeah. he still felt like he had one or two years left uh, as far as his, his performance, and they never gave him another shot. Yeah, the comments were happened to be around the coaching, right, because it's like, like Colin Kaepernick, you can do a lot of things to white folks, but you cannot, under no circumstances, bring politics into nothing, right? So if you talk about, like, if, if you're on the Cowboys, for example, I don't mean to pick on the Cowboys because Jay is, but let's just say. Oh, please do. Please do. please do. Please do. And when Jerry Jones please says, do. oh, nobody on my team better kneel, if I was exactly. a player, I'm, I'm nobody's boy, so I would have kneeled. But didn't any of them do it? Thank nope. you. Right? No. But if you say exactly. against management, they'll get you up out of that league. And McNabb was a prime example. And and I, again, I remember when that was going off and going on, and he really did get blackballed from that league. Because I remember when he was doing workouts True. and getting ready to go back in and play and, and all the other stuff, and they wouldn't even look at him. And they had some quarterbacks that yeah. sucked back then. But but think yeah, about this, man, and, and this is the thing that, that, that gets me. And, you know, people can talk about the NBA all day long. Their players are in control of what's happening. What happened to old boy out in the Clippers? Guess what? Those boys had formed the strike saying, guess what? If that guy is the owner by this weekend, there would not be an NBA game played up in this B-I-T-C-H. We ain't doing it. because And, 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 they, and the reason why, because, you know, listen, basketball players have more options. Because they can, you know, we'll go overseas and play. Now NFL players don't. Sure. But like you said, that whole thing when Jerry Jones made that comment, it's like, hey, slaves, if you do something different, guess what? You are gonna get in trouble. I wish Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott said, you know what? We gonna put you to the test, homeboy. We kneeling. Yeah. What you gonna right. do, bitch? I would. You know, right. you, they have power and they don't even realize it. Jerry Jones to talk about that nonsense. It's called it's called middle. Look, man, it's it's the Jedi mind trick. 
Well, he's right. Yeah, 1998 season, they they paid yeah. Mike uh, that 33 million for one year. Wow. Oh, you didn't believe me? Which is still the <laughs> highest. Uh, yeah, yeah. 97-98 season, he made 33 million bucks, and uh, they said that uh, that's still the the largest uh, salary one player made for a one year contract. Wow. Yeah. Okay. They needed that to come okay. back. Yeah. Well, but yeah, so so every time they blacklist somebody out of there. If you can take somebody like a Bernie, uh, a Barry Sanders, and let that do sit on the back burner, Colin Kaepernick is going to be nothing to, to them because no team would look at Barry Sanders. I mean, and nobody. Cole. Cole. Now, now, Johnny. Now, wait a minute. Now, see, I saw. I watched the football life, man, and I thought that Barry Sanders was like, "Hey, I'm done. I don't want to play anymore." No, he, 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 that, he, you know, breaking that record wasn't important for me. You're saying he retired right. because they wouldn't release him from that contract? Yep. He wanted out of Detroit. I know that for a fact. He wanted out of Detroit, and they would not they, release him from that contract. Yeah. Franchise. Now, now, if he did, he never said that on that football life. But now that Barry Sanders wouldn't be that guy who would say that. You know, he, he was as non-confrontational a superstar and as humble a superstar as I've ever seen play the game. So, you know, if if, if he did want out, uh, I don't think it he ever expressed it. Uh, at least in that that football life, I didn't I didn't follow him. I, I you know I was an admirer. Of I remember how he played that. the game, but I I did not I did not follow him uh, step for step to to know that he was disheartened. I knew uh, he and uh, what's his name. What was that that, that uh, Italian coach that he had towards the latter part? Uh, um, uh, Wayne Wayne Wayne, heavy. Something, Wayne something. Uh, yeah, Wayne, yeah what, Wayne, what so, was his name? Wayne Fonts or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was something. Um, but you know, he, you know, uh, other than that, man, he he really didn't express uh, any concerns in that football life. But he, you know, again, he he was as humble as, and and. Reserved as as you find in the league. I mean, just really was so. Yep. So. And all he all he wanted was to get out. Like that was his own thing. So when he well, led the up to his last season, he expressed that he wanted out of Detroit, even though he played. And then once his contract kind of came up, he um said that I, I guess what happens is that he wanted them to release him, and they put a franchise tag on him. And um, he announced that he's going to retire. But he didn't retire because hmm. he didn't want to play anymore. Wow, I didn't know that. I, that wow. That's um, yeah. I didn't know that. that that's yeah. news to me. I mean, I thought it was something different. But but before we go, to, I, I gotta let me, let me ask Johnny, man. You know, and and, and I have to admit, it, it, this is I'm taking great pride in asking you this. I, I really am, man. I, you know, and I love you to death. You know that. I love you to death. I take great pride I in asking you what I'm about to ask you. Yeah, I do. I love him, though. I, I love him to death, man. But this time, uh, 18 months ago, did you think you would be right. in a situation where you didn't have Le'Veon Bell, you didn't have Antonio Brown, uh, Ben Roethlisberger is hurt? I mean, how you feel about that? I mean, give, give, you, know, you can tell us. I mean, we're all friends here, man. Just let, it, let us know. Well, you know what, Jay? I Clearly, yeah. clearly, eighteen months yeah. ago, I would have never yeah. expected for the three top offensive superstars to no longer yeah. be wearing the Steeler 
black and, and, and gold. So that's, yeah. that's true. But yeah. I, I've been a, a Stiller fan since January 9th, 1975. So I am the, the, I know, the supreme optimist. And I still think that we can get in the playoffs, and I still think that we yeah. can win. So I will always stop, take stop, that. Stop, 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 for one second, wait a minute. You mean, you mean this year? Yes, yes, uh, you, yes. This year, you, you're yes. saying that this year, <laughs> wait a minute, let me stop. I'll tell you what, <laughs> so, we, we, so you're we saying will still that be you playing think... in February. We will still be playing in February. And Is that when they have OTAs? To, I thought OTAs were in the spring. Oh, stop, man. Stop. stop, stop. Uh, the, the, I thought OTAs we, were in the spring. Begin, you mean playing what? Chess? We, Checkers? Jay, we, are, you, are you nuts? We will begin our road to redemption this afternoon oh, at 425 when we He's defeat crazy. the San Francisco 49ers. We will start our oh, crazy. victory. And, and Oh, no, no, never. Never, he's crazy. Never, never. Are you, are you hearing never. this? Are you hearing what he said, Mister Elias? Is he drunk? He <laughs> said that hey, I the first Steelers are going to go to the playoffs I, this I, year. Hey, the Steelers will be in the playoffs, and we will make well, a run, and we will still be playing in February. Well, the so only, no let me tell you something. The that. only way that would happen, you you guys are in a weak division, so 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 you may. Find a way, because Cleveland. No, Cle- I don't care what, I'm not. Cle- I'm Cle- not Cleveland, selling. Cleveland, Cleveland, and, what? Cleveland and Baltimore are, are, are look, looking pretty strong. But Baltimore again, this is the first game. Stop it. Yeah. Stop so it. Stop it. Stop it. Watch, watch and see the watch and see the masterful game plan that, that we execute this afternoon. Uh, we, we defensively, they're gonna step up. Uh, I think Mason Rudolph brings us a whole different dynamic. And and trust me, like I say. I'm hoping that the era of Ben Roethlisberger is over with. Uh, I, I just think that it's time for us to move on. So I'm optimistic that this young man will be able to step in there. You look at all these first-year quarterbacks that have done well. You know, he's got one year up under his belt, um, getting some tulips. I think he can be probably not, you know, the next Patrick Mahomes. But you look at some of the other quarterbacks that's having some success, that's in their first or second year. I don't see any difference because the one thing that we have, we got that offensive line. And if the offensive line can keep him upright and some of them receivers can catch the ball, the running game is pretty solid. We, we can go three deep. Defensively, we've got to get a lot better. But when it's all oh, said and done, we'll still be playing in February. And, and, and then again, I'm going to say one last thing, and then I'm going to go ahead He's and start preparing myself for this afternoon. My, I said earlier about the Steelers not getting Kaepernick. The reason why I say that is because we, we, we was the only team that took a chance on Michael Vick, okay? And Michael Vick caught, caught H-E-double-L because of dog fights, you know. So, but that, yeah, that's just yeah. how unfair, you know, people are. Yep. But when, when yeah. Michael Vick came up there, Michael Vick, he didn't have a success, but he got us into the playoffs that year. With Colin Kaepernick, you have to have a veteran quarterback. And I just thought that when we did not pick him up, it just went against every schematics uh, and, and, and design for success. I still think that the guy can, can play the game. He played the game at a high level then. I still hope that uh, somewhere down the line we'll sign him. But nevertheless, we'll still be playing in February. 
All right, well, he's drunk. All right, listen. All right, so, uh, Henry, you got a little bit of football talk. That's for you. He's crazy. He's drunk. He's been smoking. That's okay. And, I, you know, he, and he, he really don't do that kind of stuff. That's why I'm a little surprised to hear what he's saying. But but that's okay. I understand. All right, listen. So, folks, all right, look, it was been, it's been fun. I uh, wanted to give you a little taste of us because we are guys. We love sports. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, we used to do uh, Power Out Sports Talk Radio. It was fun. I mean, we used to, I mean, people used to debate the heck out of me. And so, you know, I got some cats here, man. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But listen. We're going to get out of here. It's been fun. It's been a great Sunday. We usually end the show a certain way, but we're not going to do it today because, once again, I am committed to trying to do the right thing when it comes to this guy, you folks who support this president. So we're going to leave you with what I played last week. I'm going to give you all 30 promises that this fool has broken. You guys have an excellent weekend, Mr. Elias. If it's Sunday, what time is it, my friend? There's time for the serious side of the Jay Rao show. All right, you Trump supporters, don't go anywhere. This is for you. You listen to this, and you listen to it good. And if you want to respond to me throughout the week based on what I've just played, what I'm about to play, I'll be more than happy to engage you. Until then, we'll see you next week, folks. Have a great work week. Two years in, here's an updated list of Trump's 30 biggest broken promises. Number one, he told you he'd cut your taxes and that the super rich like him would pay more. I I think there's very little benefit for people of wealth. You bought it. But his 2017 tax law has done the opposite. By 2027, according to the Nonpartisan Tax Policy Center, the richest 1% will have received 83% of the tax cuts and the richest one-tenth of 1%, 60% of it. But more than half of all Americans, 53%, will pay more in taxes. As Trump told his wealthy friends at Mar-a-Lago just days after the tax bill became law, you all just got a lot richer. Number two, he promised that the average family would see a $4,000 pay raise because of the tax law. You bought it. But real wages for most Americans are lower today than they were before the tax law went into effect. Number three, he promised to close special interest loopholes that have been so good for Wall Street investors, but unfair to American workers. Especially the notorious carried interest loophole for private equity, hedge fund, and real estate partners. You bought it, but the new tax law kept the carried interest loophole. Number four, he promised to bring an end to Kim Jong-un's nuclear program. You bought it, Kim Jong-un hasn't denuclearized. Number five, he told you he'd repeal Obamacare and replace it with something beautiful, including insurance for everybody. You bought it. But he didn't repeal and he didn't replace, which is just as well. His plan would have knocked at least 24 million Americans off health insurance, including many of you. Instead, he's doing what he can to cut it back and replace it with nothing. According to the Commonwealth Fund, about 4 million Americans have lost health insurance in the last two years. Number six, he told you, I'm not going to cut Social Security like every other Republican, and I'm not going to cut Medicare or Medicaid. You bought it, but now he's planning such cuts in order to deal with a ballooning deficit created in part by the new tax law for corporations and the rich. Number seven, he promised to protect anyone with pre-existing conditions. You bought it. But in June, his Justice Department told a federal court it would no longer defend provisions of Obamacare that protect patients with pre-existing conditions. Number eight, he said he'd build a wall across the southern border. You believed him, but there's no wall. 
Number nine, he told you he'd invest $1 trillion in our nation's crumbling infrastructure. You bought it, but after his giant tax cut for corporations and millionaires, there's no money left for infrastructure. Number 10, he said he'd drain the Washington swamp. We are going to drain the swamp in Washington, D.C. You bought it. But he's brought into his administration more billionaires, CEOs, and Wall Street moguls than in any administration in history to make laws that will enrich their businesses. And he's filled departments and agencies with former lobbyists lawyers and consultants who are crafting new policies for the same industries they recently worked for. Number 11, he promised to reinstitute a five-year ban on all executive branch officials lobbying the government after they leave government. You bought it, but the five-year ban he signed applies only to lobbying one's former agency, not the government as a whole. Number 12, he said he'd use his business experience to whip the White House into shape. You bought it, but he's created the most dysfunctional, backstabbing White House in modern history and has already fired and replaced so many assistants that people there barely know who's in charge of what. Number 13, he told you he'd bring down drug prices by negotiating like crazy with drug companies. We are going to get drug prices, prescription drug prices way down. You bought it. He hasn't. Number 14, he told you he'd stop foreign lobbyists from raising money for American elections. You bought it, but foreign lobbyists are still raising money for American elections. Number 15, he promised six weeks of paid maternity leave to any mother with a newborn child whose employer does not provide the benefit. We can provide six weeks of paid maternity leave to any mother with a newborn child whose employer does not provide the benefit. You bought it. But the giant tax cut for corporations and the rich doesn't leave any money for this. Remaining 15 coming at you right now. Number 16, he said he'd create tax-free dependent care savings accounts for younger and elderly dependents and have the government match contributions low-income families put into their savings accounts. You bought it. He's done neither. Number 17, he said that on day one, he'd labeled China a currency manipulator. We are going to label China a currency manipulator. You bought it. But then he declared China is not a currency manipulator. Number 18, he said he won't bomb Syria. You bought it. Then he bombed Syria. Number 19, after pulling out of the Paris Accord, he said he'd negotiate a better deal on the environment. You bought it. There have been no negotiations. Number 20, he promised that the many women who accused him of sexual misconduct will, in his words, be sued after the election is over. All of these liars will be sued after the election is over. You bought it. He hasn't sued them, presumably because he doesn't want the truth to come out. Number 21, he said he would not be a president who took vacations and criticized Barack Obama for taking too many. I promise you, I will not be taking very long vacations if I take them at all. There's no time for vacation. You bought it. Since becoming president, he spent a quarter of his days at one of his golf properties. Number 22, Trump vowed to push colleges to cut the skyrocketing costs of tuition. You believed him, but he hasn't. 
Instead, he's made it easier for for-profit colleges to defraud students. Number 23, he said he'd force companies to keep jobs in America and that there would be consequences for companies that ship jobs abroad, especially government contractors. Companies are not going to leave the United States anymore without consequences. You believed him. But never before in U.S. history have federal contractors sent so many jobs overseas. There have been no consequences. Number 24, he promised to end DACA. You bought it. And then in January 2018, he promised that DACA recipients should not be concerned. We're going to solve the problem, he said. And then he reversed himself again and vowed to end the program by March 2018. Currently, the federal courts have stayed any action on it. Number 25, he promised to revive the struggling coal industry and bring back lost coal mining jobs. You bought it. But coal is still losing customers as utilities turn to natural gas and renewable power. Number 26, he promised to protect American steel jobs. We will put new American steel into the spine of our country. You bought it. His tariffs on steel have protected some steel jobs, but industries that use steel, like automakers and construction, now have to pay more for the steel they use, with the result that their jobs are threatened. The trade partnership projects that 400,000 jobs will be lost among steel and aluminum users. Number 27, he said he'd make America safer. You believed him. But mass shootings keep rising, and Trump has failed to pass effective gun control legislation. After 17 died in Parkland, Florida, he promised immediate action on gun safety in schools, but has done nothing. 28. He promised to make two- and four-year colleges more affordable. You bought it. But Trump's most recent budget contains deep cuts in aid for low-income and first-generation college students, reduces federal work-study, and eliminates the 50-year-old Federal Supplemental Education Opportunity Grant Program, which goes to more than a million poor college kids each year. Number 29, he promised to eliminate the federal deficits and bring down the debt. You bought it. Yet, due to his massive tax cuts, mostly for corporations and the rich, and his military spending, the deficit is set to rise to $1 trillion, and the debt has ballooned to more than $21 trillion. Number 30, he said he'd release his taxes. I'm under a routine audit, and it'll be released, and as soon as the audit's finished, it'll be released. You bought it. He still hasn't released his taxes. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Network.